0: I'm Mernas Campbell, founder and CEO of Chemia. I'm passionate about helping pharmaceutical sales teams to feel confident about using technology to engage healthcare professionals. I'm really interested in the human element of digital transformation. And to explore this topic, I'm interviewing inspiring pharma leaders to share their perspective on this topic. And I'm delighted to welcome Claire Bryant today. Hi, Claire. Hi, Menas. how are you doing? I'm good, I'm so excited to have you here. Let me give you a little bit of background about Claire. Claire is a passionate training professional with over 20 years of experience of working in a variety of training roles in so many countries, in Europe, Canada, and more recently, Claire has moved into a global training position. And Claire's focus more laterally has been around the commercial side of the business, you know, like really um, upskilling the sales team. Uh, Claire and I met many years ago when we both worked at Pfizer. I'm not gonna say when, because that was a long time ago. We don't wanna give our age away, do we, Claire?
1: No, definitely not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, Claire, career progress, and she's been working in Leo Pharma for five years. And as I said, now she's recently taken a global training position. Um, I, I kind of wanted to say one of the key priorities in pharma right now that everybody talks about is digital transformation. And when we talk about digital transformation, the main focus is around artificial intelligence, data analysis, omnichannel, all the stuff to do with technology. But not many people talk about the human transformation of digital, particularly Salesforce and their role in HCP engagement. Let's face it, they are the orchestrator of the interactions. Claire, I know you are passionate about people and really care about the human element. element, And I'm really interested to get your perspective. Do you think the global leaders selling or perhaps explaining the concept of digital transformation well enough to their sales force and workforce?
1: Um, In all honesty, no, I don't think they are doing it well enough. Um, I think what the focus tends to be on is talking about digital evolution, talking about new technologies, different processes, different systems, different ways of working but what I don't think is being married with that effectively enough is what's the internal organizational transformation that has to happen to enable the colleagues to change their behavior to make this transformation happen. So I think and uh, I've been involved in some other discussions but I think there's these You know two or three pieces that we need to marry up so I think we're very strong on the tools Mm -hmm. and the systems and the processes and I think the concepts are there I think the direction is clear however I don't think we're always doing a very good job of selling that in or telling the story in a Mm -hmm. way that's really going to resonate for the colleagues that are a fundamental part of those channels and journey going forward um, I think that's the piece that's missing. We tend to start with the vision, the process, and don't always think about how are we gonna get our people to do this or how are we gonna explain
0: it to them so we can get them on board with it. Mm-hmm. I think you're raising a really important point. If you're not telling the story and leaving a gap, people are gonna fill that gap with their yeah. own ideas and perceptions. So how do you convince the sales reps that these tools are not there to replace them? Because let's face it, in the absence of any information, naturally, they're going to think, okay, these are all the shiny new things. You know, where do I fit in all of this? And um, how could the organization utilize their people more efficiently, Mm -hmm. making them better and more powerful sales uh, people?
1: Absolutely.
0: I I think that the
1: challenge is, is, this is an emotive topic, isn't it? So in the absence of a clear vision, clear direction, clearly understanding the expectations of your organization, you can fill the gaps and and those gaps often get filled with uh, different hypotheses, maybe a bit of fear, um, maybe a concern. Um, And I think what we need to be able to do is, is show the evolving role. If we're talking specifically about sales reps here, thinking of the evolving role of the sales representative and how that is changing in an omni-channel world, and in many ways how it's gonna get more exciting. But of course it will require some slightly different skills and behaviors to perhaps what these colleagues were originally recruited for, which was being effective in front of a customer face-to-face. And we already know that's changed for good that we now have to also be effective with customers virtually. But the next phase is also we have to be effective with customers in any channel that we use. So it requires, I'd say, a slightly more diverse skill set. It also requires that colleagues within the business are working collaboratively around customer needs rather than sales rep owns the customer, it's their customer and they have the relationship. Actually, we have to think more broadly now about how can we bring the best of what our organisation has to offer to meet that customer's needs. And at times it's absolutely and still importantly going forward will be a sales representative interaction, but it might also be how do our representatives gain insights now and bring those back into the business to help other colleagues who are working via different channels um, to meet the needs. So it's much more working as a a combined enterprise or an orchestra is is language that's often used and, and working really effectively and collaboratively around that. So it is a shift. Uh, When I've looked at external data and reports and meetings that I've sat in, you know, the sales reps are not going to disappear. It's just not the human side of interaction, the human side of
0: engagement becomes even more important because we have a bit less of it now. I totally agree with you. And I think the role is evolving and changing, but maybe that needs to be better defined. And I think we need to encourage the sales team to be asking themselves different questions you know uh, how do you think we could encourage them to ask themselves like how can i play a role in designing this new system what's your views on that claire yeah so again i think we need to
1: explain it to them so that they really understand it i i think Um, And I've spoken to a few colleagues in the business recently and a few sales managers and, you know, they understand the concept of omnichannel, but I still don't think that translation to how is that going to impact on your job in the future and how might that change your job in the future? I don't think that piece has been explained. Um, And I spoke to a very lovely colleague about a week ago, who's a very experienced and, and, and good colleague, you know, and their question to me was, oh, well, you know, when we think about omnichannel, what's that other than approved emails and, and perhaps a a customer platform that we have? And that made me go, oh my goodness, okay, so they're not wrong to think that, but actually what they're missing is the the evolution of the next steps as we become more comprehensive in that world of omnichannel. And I'm not I wasn't surprised by their response because as I say, I think what we haven't done yet is enough work with our colleagues to understand what they currently know, understand what their mindset is and their readiness for change. And I think there's a whole piece of work to do there, um, which I'm, I'm happy to be taking on board um, in my organization to get to grips with that. Because if we don't start the work on that now, as the changes and the evolution comes down the line, then our colleagues are not gonna be in the right place to to adopt and, and themselves to behave differently so um, i think it's a really it's a really interesting challenge but i think it comes back to we know what the strategy is we know what the plan is but have we thought to take people with us yet and have we really understood where they are on their own journey in relation to you know the omni channel customer journey
0: I think you're right, and, and to be fair, organisations were caught off guard. You know, all this change happens so quickly. So, organisation investing time and energy to sort out the systems and the processes, and they're trying to figure out what's the next step that they're going to take. Yeah. And sometimes, when you're dealing with a crisis and moving fast, you forget to communicate effectively with those yeah. people who are affected. And I think maybe there needs to be more conversations. You know, like you said in you know data you looked at externally or even within the organization you see a clear role with the sales representatives that they could yeah. be the orchestrator of that engagement yeah. but have the representative heard that do they yeah. realize how important their role is and I guess maybe it's an opportunity for leaders to take time and say that and show it yeah. with their actions as well what, what do you think Claire?
1: Yeah, well, I just wanted to come back to just a point you made there, which I think is a very fair point, is over the last two years, we've had a huge amount of change, you know, a huge amount of adapting, changing our behavior in lots of different ways. And not only with how we interact with our customers and actually all things considered, when you think prior to a couple of years ago, we weren't really interacting virtually with our customers very much at all. It's now become part of the normal mix of of what we do. So that's massive in itself and you're right i think because there have been so many other things to prioritize and to resolve that the energy has gone into that and i think that's been the right thing to do however i think we're at a point now where we've got some of those fundamentals and now we need to just take a pause and go right where are we now um where do we want to be where are we heading And, and let's just check where we are now Um, because I still think there are some differences in different markets about how virtual interactions are perceived, for example, and there will be different understandings of what does omni-channel mean. Uh, So I think it's a time to just pause, try and pause for a moment and just take some stock of where are we internally in relation to this journey that we're we're going on Um, and what do we need to do? Where are people's heads at? Where is their understanding? How can we enable them and how can we get them excited about this yeah. I think all of our roles have changed in some way over the last couple of years we've all had to change and adapt we've done it we've, we've done it well but let's think about what are those other changes and evolutions that we, we need to make so we can be successful
0: yeah and as you're talking Claire I'm thinking training and commercial leaders who could, could play a big role in this because you know in every organization you get people who like Strategy or the like, doing things and coming up with, you know, action plans. And you've got people who are really good at, you know, understanding people and communicating with people. Maybe we don't need to take a pause. Maybe the doers can continue evolving yes. and coming up with the like a plan of action. But the leaders and communicators like yourself, who are really good at connecting with people and articulating, tell the stories, telling the stories of how the sales team fit in in the new world. To tell them what would a new good look like because I think it's so much has changed people need to know you know most sales want to be successful they want to hit their sales target they want to earn the bonus they want to add value but I think with so much is changing they want to know what does that look like for them yeah they, they need, they a need a clear to path. find yeah mm-hmm. yeah they need a clear path and and I think you're right
1: it's it's combining those two things that we've said from the beginning it's it's having the idea, the vision, the plan, but it's telling the story and bringing people with you and meeting them where they are now. It's, mm. it, I mean, it's, it's almost like an adoption ladder that you would have for a customer, right? It's, it's also thinking about the internal colleagues. Where are they? What are their beliefs right now? Mm. Where do we need to get them to? How do we help them to do that? But we're whilst we're very good, I think, in general at focusing externally, and doing that. We we need to take our own people on that same journey and we we need to give them the time and the tools to get there.
0: So I think,
1: yeah, a bit of internal focus is also important.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Claire, I guess when we talk about multi-channel engagement, I think um, marketeers look at it differently, salespeople look at it differently, and I think training maybe have a different perspective. But you know, over the last two years, we've gone into hyper content creation and increasing the agility and speed of content creation. And I was at Reuters and some of the marketeers were admitting like maybe we were spamming the healthcare professionals with various data or sending lots of emails. And I guess what I'm kind of really interested to get your perspective is, you know, how do we make sure the multi-channel engagement is about adding value to the relationship and it's not just about increasing the interaction and just sending lots of output stuff. information to the healthcare professionals. Yeah, and and this is
1: another topic I'm quite passionate about because you know we need to have good content and a good grounding in our own knowledge to support customers, but without marrying that with really tailoring what you're doing for your customer um, and the skill to execute effectively. you're you're not going to be as effective as you could be so you hear people say content is king and i agree with that but when it's tailored with the the skill of how it's delivered um and just i think just coming back on your point there i think it's around organizationally again not thinking separately so i think historically we've had marketing create the materials and then the sales managers field force they deliver that content face-to-face to to the customer and the MSLs over here doing their piece to you know work with the customer and engage around the environment what we need to be much better at doing is combining forces not working in silos but working collaboratively putting the customer in the center Mm -hmm. and I think that's a key change that we we need to have going forward that we are aware of what the other colleagues are doing. Um, We are listening to our customers. I mean, that's the fundamental skill here is to, if we're really going to give value to the customer and tailor to their needs, we need to give them a good listening to, we need to ask them some great questions. And we need to understand again, where are they right now so that we can help work with them to, to really find those opportunities for adding value um and supporting them with what they're doing but for me that's not going in first of all with a whole bunch of messages it's, it's actually going in with some great questions and really listening first and then i think the art is then thinking about which bits from the knowledge and the toolkit of content that we have are we going to give them and in what way also in what way um the how how is that going to work for that individual customer because again there, there'll be different in their preferences for how they like to receive the information as well.
0: Mm -hmm. I I think what you say is absolutely spot on. I actually listened to a couple of really uh, inspiring leaders in Philadelphia yesterday. They were talking about maybe there's a piece from even translating what marketing says in terms of sales putting into a story that resonates with customers. Uh, maybe that's a piece that training with the sales leaders can do, how we translate the marketing messages into emotive stories that really inspire healthcare professionals. How do we kind of like think about whatever content we're going to send, send to them or what interaction we have with them. Think about how is that going to really help that healthcare professional address the challenges they have with the patients and put the customer in the center of multi-channel engagement But think about their need first rather than just bombarding them with various messages. Um you you talked about, Claire, about healthcare professionals' preferences. How important do you think that we consider that? Because now they have choice. You know, some research done saying 10%, only 10% of the customers want things to go back to how things were before the pandemic. Majority like to have a blend of face-to-face and remote engagement. How how do you think? we should really consider their preferences and bring that into our day-to-day practice.
1: Yeah, I think they're more important than ever. Um, I think in the past, you know, and I've worked in a number of different organizations, we've been guilty of very much driving our own agendas and going in and talking at people and delivering messages at people. Um, And sometimes that works, but also It doesn't. And I I think also things have evolved now um, and, and, you know, customers, uh, again, they'll have limited time, other challenges. So it all comes back to this value piece, uh, you know, and I think we really do have to understand them. So understand, you know, what are their issues? What are the opportunities to help and support them? You know, who are their patients? How can we really get them to think about uh, the, the patients as well and, and, and how can we help them to help their patients and be successful in that and again I think it is this piece around and, and what does that customer need in terms of level of contact and methodology of contact and are we really listening to them you know um, and I think we all have to think as individuals you know we're, we're all subject to marketing and, and selling in our own lives who is it that you will respond to and, and listen to? Is it the person that's going to send you a message every week, every week, asking for a meeting or inviting you to something? Or is it someone you've got, you know, some connection and relationship with? Or it's it someone you think, well, actually, they, they're they going to help me out? You know, we all want to be helped out with whatever we've got to achieve. So I think that we need to get really strong on how can I help? my customer and how can I help them ultimately to help the patient and I think if we do that well the rest follows Um, and of course we've got to go in with our background knowledge and having done our homework and all those things I'm not saying they're not important they really are but I think if we can really think about building Value for our customer building and have a longer term view um, to hope that this is a relationship that you will be able to you know foster and harness over time. I think that's really powerful, and I think you mustn't forget that
0: yeah and I often I feel passionate about sales because I think sales is not about doing something to someone I think sales is uh, helping someone doing something for someone, and I think if we remember that. It's not about us. It's about helping and empowering healthcare professionals so they can bring the best care to the patient. And I actually think sales has become more exciting. You know, that old model of delivering marketing messages is way outdated now. It's about really understanding the healthcare professionals' agenda and how can we help them through various channels that we have, whether it's marketing, medical information, um, to provide them with the tools so they can deliver that best care for the patients. Yeah. Which, go on, Claire.
1: <laughs> no, no, I was just gonna say, and this is this is where I think there's an opportunity going forward. So this is where I think organizationally, you have to be joined up around what does good customer engagement look like? And are you all on the same page? So it doesn't matter whether you're in marketing, whether you're an MSL, whether you're a sales rep, sales manager, um, if you are touching a point in that customer journey, then you all need to be singing from the same hymn sheet as they say you know you need you need to have a set of principles and behaviors and kind of a philosophy of how you do it in your organization that's a red thread that runs through everything um you know I feel that and I talk from my own organization I'm not being overly critical but you know one person over here is writing some emails someone over here is producing a detail aid or some marketing content somebody over here is delivering some training actually we all need to be united in what we think good customer engagement for our organization looks like so actually I think um selling skills are absolutely not dead but i think we have to think broader now is rather than thinking of selling models we need to think about engagement models and the fact that we all own that and we all have a part to play in it so again that's a a mindset shift and it's not to throw out a lot of good work that's already been done but it's an enhancement and it's it's that i think it's exciting because if we can all align Mm -hmm. around what we're trying to achieve from content creation to execution regardless of the channel I think that's really exciting and I think that's when you know you become much more focused on the customer experience at the end of it rather than
0: here's some lovely messages we want to tell you definitely but the reality is Claire, the organization are still working in silos you know like that you have the medical you've got the marketing you've got training you've got sales how do you see the digital channels could actually bring these silos closer together, do do you think there's going to be an organizational restructure or can we just be more informal and just talk to each other? Yeah yeah
1: well I think I think um, you know organizations are restructuring and and reshuffling and I think we are creating these channels and customer journeys but I don't think the collaboration will happen unless we work at it you know it's not just going to happen because we've got different channels potentially what you're creating is more silos. That's the danger if it's not done well. You've just got more channels where there's no interaction. So I, again, I think this piece around the expectations of how colleagues need to work collaboratively, what information they need to share with each other. I think that's really, really important to, to clarify and establish, because as I say, the danger is if you don't do that, what you'll just get is is more buckets um, of colleagues and and channels and information. And what you need is a joined up approach.
0: Yeah, I just had an idea as you were talking, Claire, I thought maybe everybody, depending on where they work, whether it is marketing or medical, have to kind of like begin with the end in mind, whatever content they're producing, they think, you know, what's the impact of that on Salesforce? And how can the Salesforce use this as the orchestrator of this omnichannel engagement? And if they think about that, maybe they talk to training or sales management sooner rather than later when the the content is completely uh, developed. Maybe there needs to be some kind of like um, checklist for everyone. And even, you know, sales teams just think about, i gathered this insight from the field. How could that impact on marketing? How can I make sure this reaches the relevant people so they can act on this insight and kind of like break down the silos and have more fluid Interaction that focuses around the customers and the patients that make the whole organization more effective. Yeah, Um,
1: that's it. I think we need to be thinking about how can we help each other in our roles? Um, How can we collaborate more? Have I found out a piece of information that could be interesting for someone elsewhere? How can we work together for a better outcome? I think think that's really, really important. Um, And I'm not to say it doesn't happen. I think it does happen well. Um, in areas, but it needs to be more consistently applied. Um, yeah. It needs to be something that we don't have to think too hard about. It's just what we do. Um, yeah. And as I say, I don't think it's over-processing it either. So, so maybe it's more around having it as a as a behaviour or a competency or, or or a way of working yeah. rather than setting up lots of massive meetings. I don't think that's the solution either. So, how can we be quick and nimble? But always think about what value can I add? Who can I help? What information might I be able to share? And Mm. uh, really, you know, having that enterprise thinking, I think, within an organization. But again, always having the customer and, and the patient in mind in whatever we
0: do. Definitely, definitely. And it doesn't always have to be like standard operating procedures for doing things. We can just change and evolve because that's the right thing to do. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah and I think for that to happen then I sorry to interrupt you I think for that to happen you know it comes back to people need to understand the direction of travel and be excited about it because then they're more likely to be proactive and do it so it comes right back to that that human piece if we know where we're heading and want to be part of that journey and are excited about it then we're much more likely also to change ourselves in the way that's necessary to get there
0: brilliant I think you're making a valid point. We need to make sure the sales force know what role they play in this, because I bet they'd be so excited to contribute mm. in their own way to that success. So yeah. Claire, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. I just want to ask you, what would be your one top tip to organisations about the human transformation of digital HCP engagement?
1: Yeah. Um- what would I say? I think it comes back to the point I made earlier. I think it's about asking your own people what they understand. I think you, we focus a lot on what we need to do and externally, but I think we also need to look at where are our own people on that journey? Do we know? Because we make assumptions, I think, of how much they know, and I, I'm not always sure it marries. So I think we need to be clear. What's the current level of understanding? What's the current attitude or beliefs around that? And how do we um, enable people to to really get on board and drive this? So I think don't make the assumption that all your colleagues internally are at the same level. I think for example, marketing's further down the road in the thinking and exposure to this than say some of the colleagues in the field. So how do we get that alignment and people on on the same level? Mm -hmm. So I think there's a piece of sanity checking where are your people now and then working out what needs to happen to help them move forward.
0: Thank you, Claire. Uh, I'm so excited to have had you here and thank you for sharing your insight. I'm really passionate about what you're going to do in Leo and how you're going to evolve your organization towards that um, focus around um, customer centricity and also embracing digital engagement. So let's stay in touch and you can tell me about how you're progressing. Um, I just wanted to close uh, this uh, wonderful interview with Claire to just say that I am really passionate about that human element of digital transformation. And in 2022, we developed Kimia Reset, which is a fun, engaging cloud-based training platform that focuses on the human transformation of digital HCP engagement. It's been described by some teams as a Netflix of pharma sales training and it's helped a sales team across 12 countries to increase their confidence, to double their face-to-face calls and increase their digital interactions by as much as tenfold. So if you are looking for a solution to help your team gain confidence and embrace digital tools, please get in touch. I would love to help you. Thank you.